Hey everyone, welcome to LifeBridge Online. However it is that you're getting this, whether you're driving down the highway right now on your way to work, uh, listening to this, maybe going on vacation, or you're sitting in your living room, maybe you've got this playing in the, in the background as you do some chores around the house. We are grateful that you are letting us be part of your life. We are grateful that you are allowing us to, to minister to you. Um, connect with us, if you will. If, you, if you're just part of our online audience, connect with us through our LifeBridge Facebook community group. There's a lot of interaction in there. Uh, our social media team does a, does a great job of interacting with people and posing things uh, every single day. There's opportunities for prayer requests. Uh, there's going to be some videos that will be coming up in the very near future uh, on, on some things that we're doing with scripture memorization and core 52. And we would just love to connect with you. And so we encourage you to not just take in this video or this podcast, but to connect with us through social media. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to be in the 23rd Psalm, right? Uh, and I want to kind of read the first couple of verses here and then uh, we'll get into our, our message today. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Father, we just come before you right now, no matter what we're doing. We ask that your word speak into our lives. God, as we take a a look at a good shepherd, the good shepherd. God, I pray that we're at a place in our lives where we're following and trusting this good shepherd. But Lord, I pray that as we come out of this today, we, we, will, we will see that as we become like you, we need to be good shepherds to other people. And so speak to us, God. Your word is alive and it's active. It doesn't matter what we're doing, where we are. It has the power and the authority to speak into our lives. And so, Father, we pray right now that that happens. Amen. So have you heard, uh, maybe the story a couple of years ago, about the sheep named Chris? And as far as I know, Chris is just a regular uh, Merino ram. And uh, the story takes place in Australia. Chris somehow wandered off from his flock and he lived on his own for six years. And the owners of this flock, they searched high and low. They searched all over the countryside for this lost ram, but they couldn't find him. And, and they just kind of assumed that he was part of the circle of life, that a predator came along and Chris became some wild animal's meal. But on one day, uh, as people are out, they're kind of out in this wilderness, they stumble upon this very grotesque sight. Here, here's an image of the before. This is what they saw. You see that? Well, a shepherd by the name Ian Elkins, he had a farm and he uh, has a lot of sheep. He couldn't believe his eyes when he saw Chris the ram. He was extremely malnourished. Um, man, he'd been neglected for years, and Ian just could not believe his sight. So Ian rescues Chris. After getting him back to his place, he sedates him, uh, and he took almost an hour. The first things he did was 
shear all the knotted and thick wool off of Chris's body. They shorn almost 90 pounds of wool. Think about that. Can you think about, I mean, think about putting on 90 pounds of clothing and walking around every single day with this on. Uh, it took Ian uh, almost an hour to accomplish the task of shearing this, uh, this, this sheep. Usually, Ian tells us in an interview that when he shears a lamb, it takes about three minutes. And on average, they're able to salvage and save 11 pounds of wool that they could resell. Chris had 89. That was completely unusable. 89 pounds, and it took almost an hour for them to, uh, to shear him. Under normal circumstances, a ram is sheared once a year. So you think about Chris, man, six years of neglect. But it's not just the wool that's an issue, right? It's not just the, the bountiful uh, fur that continues to grow. When neglected, sheep develop all types of issues. Parasites cause disease. Infection sets in from, from wandering in open lands where their skin is cut. And they don't eat a healthy diet. They don't drink fresh, clean water. Uh, and with that comes all types of other digestive issues. Uh, sheep risk being injured because they're unaware of pitfalls that may trip them up. They're also extremely vulnerable to predators. It's, it's a miracle that Chris survived six years on his own. And then they carry around this, this excess wool, like, like excess baggage. And, and, and you know that what that is like uh, figuratively, right? <laughs> Poor Chris had all these things working for him. He was, he was sick from parasites. He had infection. He was malnourished. He was extremely vulnerable to predators. And he carried around all this excess weight from the extra wool. Chris had wandered off. He had wandered away from his flock. He had wandered away from the protection of the shepherds and the farm that he was on, and he needed to be rescued. You know, there's an interesting detail about different flocks of sheep from around the world. And no matter the continent that they are on, uh, no matter the breed of sheep, no matter the environment that they are in, the healthiest flocks from around the world have one main thing in common. When you think about it, different flocks on just about every continent, different environments, different breeds, but the healthiest flocks have one thing in common, and that is a good shepherd to lead them and to take care of them. You know, the experienced shepherd boy, David, writes this 23rd Psalm. He writes this hymn, which is one of the top five most popular passages in the Bible. And he's painting the picture of what a good shepherd looks like. And notice that as we read this in, this in its entirety in just a second, but notice that David who knows a thing or two about sheep, being a shepherd boy himself, he asserts himself into the position of being one of these needy sheep 
who are in need of a good shepherd. So if you have your Bibles, let's read it. 23rd Psalm in its entirety, and then we'll talk about a good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, for just the next couple of moments, I want us to kind of just focus on the first four verses and just kind of hone in on the characteristics of being a good shepherd. And, and, and the whole psalm writes to this, but I, I want us just to, just to look at the first four verses, if you will. A, a, a good shepherd uh, provides all the needs of his flock, right? I mean, that, that's the very first thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He leads his flock to locations of nourishment and rest. That's what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd renews life with spiritual energy. A good shepherd guides them along the right paths to walk. A good shepherd gives courage in times of danger, and a good shepherd provides protection. I mean, that's what a good shepherd does. And, and here's the cool thing about this. The characteristics of what make up a good shepherd happen to be the very things that sheep need the most. I mean, that, that's what makes a good shepherd happens to be the very basic needs of sheep. Because every living being has needs that need to be met. And the good shepherd provides those needs. Uh, we need nourishment and strength. We need to be renewed spiritually. We need a guide to show us how to live. We need courage in times of spiritual attack. We need to be protected from harm. Th those are the basic needs of sheep. And those are the basic needs for you and I on this spiritual journey. And the Good Shepherd meets those needs. Now, here's the thing about the Good Shepherd-Sheep relationship. The sheep actually have a responsibility in having those needs met, right? I mean, you, you've heard the adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. He, the horse has a responsibility. And so the good shepherd is like, I, I'm responsible. I will do my part in meeting your needs. But you as sheep, you have a responsibility to play. So what's the responsibility of, of the sheep when we think about farm animals? You know, for a horse who's been led to water, the responsibility is to, to bend over and to lap up the water. What are the responsibilities of sheep in this relationship where the good shepherd wants to meet needs. And I think there's two. I think sheep have two responsibilities. The, the first one is to follow. We're to follow where the shepherd leads. Right? John chapter 10, verse 27. 
Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to a large crowd, but his disciples are there. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And he's talking about this spiritual warfare. He's talking about uh, sheep being attacked. And he says to them, my sheep know my voice. I know them. They follow me. You know, I love the intricate details of the disciples responding to the invitation of following Jesus. You go to Matthew 4 and Mark 1 and John chapter 1. Uh, the, these, these authors write out different parts of the story of the disciples following Jesus when that invitation was extended. And here's the thing. The first thing that they did as you, as you get the big picture of what was going on is they listened to his voice. Jesus had already been in the region. He had already come back and, and he had been teaching along the seashore. He had been preaching. He had already had crowds gathering around him. He had all of this going on before he called the first disciple to come and, and follow him. And, and within that, as Peter and Andrew were coming in from, from fishing out overnight, they would see Jesus. They would see this teacher, this prophet, who, who was off in the distance, and he was, he was teaching these things. Uh, they, they had word of, of, of this guy walking around out in the wilderness, this second coming of John the Baptist, if you will. They listened to his voice. And then we know that Jesus knows them. He went to these men specifically. The, the, the original invite to follow was for these specific men that he knew that he wanted to follow him. He knows, and you can read this in John chapter 1, he knows Philip and he knows Nathaniel and he knows what they're doing and he knows their thoughts about can anything good come out of Nazareth. He knows the shade tree that they are sitting under. He knows all of these things. And as they listen to his voice, they're prompted to follow. The second thing that they are responsible for, the sheep in this, in this relationship with the good shepherd, the second thing is that we're to trust Sheep are to trust their leader. John 14, 1, Jesus tells his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. This is coming towards the very end of Jesus's ministry. As a matter of fact, the cross is, is hours away when Jesus tells his disciples this. And right before this, he's already telling the disciples about the trouble that they're going to have. They're going to face persecution. They're going to, they're going to be hated. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be beaten. They're going to be arrested. They're going to be flogged. All these things are going to be happening, right? He says, but don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. You know, here's the thing. Jesus didn't lead in with that when he invited the men to follow him. He didn't say, hey, follow me, drop your nets. And by the way, you're going to be beaten. You're going to be flogged. You're going to be arrested. There's going to be hardship. No, no, this this whole timing of this happened after the disciples had followed Jesus. And this, this level of trust has been developed over time. Trust is one of the most important aspects within a healthy relationship. It can happen on the surface level really, really quick. 
But a deep trust takes time to develop. And Jesus knew that as he's sending out these sheep among wolves, as he says, that they're ready to hear the message because of the level of trust that they have in their good shepherd. So as we follow him, as we faithfully follow Jesus, trust develops, it happens. And so as this thing is working out, as, as the good shepherd is doing what the good shepherd is supposed to do and the sheep are doing what they're supposed to do, as he's meeting needs and as they're following and trusting under his umbrella and his provision of what's going to happen, something happens. As, as a result of these two things happening, there's, there's, there's transformation that takes place. Yeah, transformation takes place. As they trust and as they follow and trust Jesus, the good shepherd, as sheep, they are being transformed. The flock is being transformed. As they follow and trust, the flock becomes healthy. The flock is going to grow. The flock is going to reproduce. The flock is going to bear Fruit. That's the result of what happens when Jesus does his part, the good shepherd, and when we do our part, the sheep. There's a transformation that takes place within us. And so my, my challenge to you today as you listen to this would be to kind of self-assess the relationship that you have with the good shepherd. M maybe you're listening to this and you don't have any relationship with the good shepherd. Or maybe you're listening to this and kind of stagnant. It's become stale. I, I would ask, hey, do you, would you consider the relationship that you have? Is there transformation taking place? Are you becoming an overall healthier person physically, spiritually, mentally? Is there growth? Is there a depth to you? Is there maturity taking place to, in you? Is there spiritual reproduction taking place? Are you, are you bearing fruit? And if the answer is no to those things, if that's not happening, then I want to know why. Like, ask yourself, why? Is, is the good shepherd not doing his part? Is Jesus not meeting our needs? Is he, is he not doing his part? Or are we not following and trusting maybe to the level that we're supposed to follow and trust? One more point I want to make today, and we're about to wrap up. One more point I want to make today from what we know of David and Jesus. These are the two primary uh, cases of sheep and shepherds. Like the, these are the experts within Scripture. And I, and I know other people were shepherds. I know Moses was a shepherd and, you know, Abraham had flocks. Everybody, everybody had flocks in the Old Testament. I get that. But when it comes to, man, who are the primary authorities on this sheep shepherd relationship? It has to be David and Jesus. So, so one more thing I want to point out. In their life, Jesus and David both identified as sheep and shepherd. Oh, think through that for a second. You know, Jesus showed himself to be the perfect sacrificial lamb. And I know that's a 
metaphorically speaking, right? In this figurative sense, he is going to be the perfect sacrificial lamb. He was perfect. And he was the one that is going to put an end to all other animal sacrifices that were at one point in time required in this relationship that we had with God. So he's going to be this perfect lamb, all while being our good shepherd. He, he's going to be the shepherd. He tells us that. I mean, he said, I know my sheep. They know my voice. They follow me. So while being the good shepherd and showing us how to be a good shepherd, he also takes on this, this persona of being the perfect sacrificial lamb. David, on the other hand, he was a literal shepherd, right? Like, I mean, he's out there protecting. He's doing the things that a shepherd is supposed to do. That was his boyhood job growing up on the farm. However, as he penned so many of the hymns, he would see himself as a vulnerable, needy lamb. And of course, this is all in a, the figurative sense. But both of these guys see themselves as shepherd and sheep. Why do you point this out? Well, here's my point. I hope and pray often that you are on the quest of becoming like Jesus. Like as Christian, man, I really hope that this is your number one goal. Is that you in your life and where you are and what's going on, that you desire to become like Jesus. Like this is the number one goal. And so I say it this way. We are to take on the role of sheep who follow a shepherd. Like, I mean, that, that's, that's our role. We're, we're to do this. We're to be sheep who follow the good shepherd, Jesus. But how about this? I think that part of this example is that we are also to be good shepherds to others. Like Jesus is showing us how to be this good shepherd. Not for the sake of, of keeping this to himself, but with the expectation of that we too will be good shepherds in the lives of other people. And so are we to be sheep? Yes, we are to be sheep from the figurative sense that, that we're going to follow and we're going to trust and we're going to uh, go where the good shepherd leads, but also that we are to model Jesus and be a good shepherd to others. So I need to be following and trusting Jesus over here, but I also need to be leading others to follow and trust Jesus as well. Does this make sense? I need to be responsible for helping other people to become healthier in their life. I, I need to be responsible for helping others to grow spiritually, to reproduce in a spiritual sense, and to bear fruit in their lives. Uh, the Good Shepherd modeled for us how to do this very thing. Meanwhile, he's also saying this is what it takes to be sheep as we follow and trust him. And so if you're only one of those, if right now, if you're just a sheep, if you just see yourself as somebody following and you're trusting, I want to encourage you, take on this role of being and becoming a good shepherd. Learn from other people who are already on this path ahead of you. Learn from other people 
what Jesus meant and what he modeled and how he modeled it. Learn from them so that you too can help others become the sheep who need to follow Jesus. Until next week, we'll talk to you then. Bye.